Pro Wrestling's power couple, Dustin Five Star. And Maria. Here reminding you that Memphis Wrestling is back on Saturday mornings. Listen to me and my partner, Cerrito talk pro wrestling with some of the biggest names in the industry every Saturday in the main event of Cerrito Live, only on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only weekly wrestling segment on Memphis Radio. Guarantee you never miss a show by subscribing to Cerrito Live for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. Podcasts are always available at CerritoLive.com. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to this special edition of the wrestling segment, podcast only edition. Radio show off this week for some SEC football. We'll be back on next week, uh, possibly with a full hour of wrestling talk. It's going to be a special three hour show. But we couldn't miss the opportunity to talk about Monday Night Raw being in Memphis. They were just here on Monday night. Um, joined alongside my tag team partner, as always, Destin Five Star. What's up? What's up? It was awesome. If you missed it, shame on you for real. I mean, before, during, and after, downtown was totally taken over by WWE, where we were anyways. Right. The first WWE event in Memphis since Jerry the King Lawler's restaurant opened right. on Beale Street. Right. And so that ended up being a very uh, hopping spot before... Probably during, I wasn't there during, we were at FedEx Forum, but then definitely after. And it was late, so it was a late night. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about what happened uh, before and after first, and then, cool. I guess, then we'll get into breaking down stuff that actually happened inside of FedEx Forum. So we pre-partied before, shout out to all the listeners uh, that yeah. came out um, at Jerry the King Lawler's, and we were in the VIP room. That yes. was a lot of fun. Cool. I hadn't been down there yet. It was super cool. So the last time I was down there, it was basically just a junky bar area with a bunch of really cool memorabilia in it. And you could just see, oh, my gosh, the potential for this. And going down there, it was awesome. But before before we talk about that, mm-hmm. I've got the scoop. You got the scoop. So if you want to meet WWE wrestlers or accidentally bump into WWE wrestlers, they were all over the place. Yeah, um, what was up on, with that? On Monday. So, where, where, um, where, where do they go? Do we know? Well, some of them train at Q4 Fitness. So I ran into some of the SmackDown guys there. They were in there getting a workout in uh, before they headed out to Tupelo. I know Zack Ryder was there. Uh, Luke Harper, big Luke Harper. I mean, the guy was towering over everybody at the gym. Jason Jordan was there. And then also a lot of guys eat at Bedrock Eats and Sweets on South Main. It's right down the street from FedEx Forum. I love eating the omelets. Of course, Zack Ryder was there, Seth Rollins, The Miz, Maurice, uh, Becky Lynch, Bailey. It was like a WWE, you know, restaurant down there. And that was earlier in the day. And That's then, of bed, course, yeah, Bedrock Eats next to the Green Beetle. They, the last time they came, yeah, down, a lot of folks went there. Well, What's, it's a very, very healthy menu there. Who was it that Becky Lynch ran into somebody? Who did yeah, she run into? I believe she ran into, or she smartened Zack Ryder up and told him to go there. Okay. I know that Seth Rollins was tweeting his picture. They had the uh, waffle and uh, omelet. 
I'm a big fan of their omelet over there, by the way. It's really delicious. And then, of course, dude, you could see everybody over at Jerry the King Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. Afterwards, um, yeah. Afterwards, yes. Yeah. So Which we did not know exactly how it would how it would work right. out, but everybody started showing up there. The later you stayed, the more wrestlers you got to see. Exactly. So I was in a put in a position where I had to pick good parenting. Not saying that any of the kids were there have bad parents, but there's a time where it's a school night and you have to choose if you're going to go and meet WWE wrestlers or do you need to go to bed? Because it's yeah. a school night. Yeah. Next time I'm not riding with you. Next guys, time. So. <laughs> so I think we. Re- <laughs> We ruined a couple of people's times, I guess. Well, oh man! But the, the wrestlers to show up at Lawler's. I mean, uh, I was hey, one. I was surprised. Byron Saxton and Corey Graves came into yes, the picture. With yes. The, like, hey, we replaced you. Mark Henry um, was very cool. He was signing autographs for everybody. Mark Henry was walking in as we were walking out. Yeah. Seamus and Titus O'Neil were there. Uh, they were down there. I heard Lawler told me that uh, they were eating the world famous Slam Burger, the same thing that I eat when I'm there. And uh, Chris Jericho, my favorite, Chris Jericho showed up. Um, and then also, well, you can add to the list, most of the guys stay at the Westin. Arnez, he ran into Chris Jericho after the show at the Westin and got a picture. So if you're stalking the wrestlers when they come to town, you go to Jerry Lawler's after the show now. Yes. officially know that. And uh, hang out in the Westin lobby. That's for a lot of I don't celebrities know. coming to town. And then Bedrock Eat. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the video. but and the gym. Right. But Lawler actually got up on the stage and uh, spoke to everybody that was there, thanked them for coming out and told them that, hey, don't just come here when Monday Night Raw's in town. You know, mm-hmm. we want you to come here all the time. And then he announced that a couple of the guys would, would be kind enough to sign autographs. And it looked like a really good time. So there's footage out there. You right. know, you can go to Lawler's Twitter feed and see the pictures. Sure. It was really cool. There. And so. All right. Well, let's let's get into let's talk. Let's talk about the show then. Uh, it opened up with Roman Reigns. Yes. So let me tell you this, okay, everybody listening, you hear all the boos on TV and you're like, why don't they turn him a heel? You know, he'd be a perfect heel. Nobody likes him anyways. But how many Roman Reigns t-shirts and vests and gloves did you see while we were just walking from Beale Street into the Forum to our seats? There, there are plenty of Roman Reigns Absolutely, fans, but there was also plenty of boos for him when he came Wrestling out. fans are trained to do what it is that they're there for the part of the show. Okay, so for instance, if Kurt Angle is even a babyface, they still chant, You suck. You suck. They still sing his music because that's what they're trained to do. The same thing with Cena. Mm-hmm. So they are trained to boo Roman Reigns, although he still sells a ton of merchandise. There's no way they'd ever flip him over to heel, even though the Usos did make the switch on SmackDown. But uh, Reigns opened the show, and right. he closed the show, and your boy Kevin Owens left Memphis with a loss. He, he left with the Universal Champion. But he lost. So he's going to be that champion that has to put everybody over because he's the new champion, I guess. Like like when Jericho won the title at first, he put a lot of guys over but remained the champion. So is that how they're going to book Kevin Owens? I mean, he's already was losing a lot anyway. That's so. true. That's true. But, yeah, it was it was fun. Like, even at the pregame, we saw, like, there was the speculation. There was a – Jason Wexler from the Grizzlies tweeted out a picture of FedEx Forum getting ready. You know, like, yeah. hey, we're ready for, for Raw tonight. And there was that cage hanging above. Like, yeah. Wait a minute. So – That's not supposed to be there. They actually put a black tarp or some kind of black – um, huge blanket or something over the cage, so you couldn't see it when you sat down. You just it just looks black up there. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after they made the announcement, they pulled the tarp off, and everybody went crazy because they knew they were getting a cage match. 
Um, I think it was an unintentional spoiler by Jason Wexler when he tweeted out. I don't think he yeah. realized that there was a cage there or, right. or the cage is not usually there or whatever. I would not have noticed the cage. I was too enamored with the set. Oh, my gosh, how big is the new Monday Night Raw set? It it's is so tall. Even more impressive in person. I'm telling you, this is the best thing that they have, uh, most creative update that they've done. Yeah. To the business, I and it's just a set, and like who cares? It's just a set. Right. I know you complain a lot that the sets they need different sets at the pay per views and all of that, and not just at WrestleMania. But this new set, it's, it's cool. a game changer because ever since the Attitude Era, it's been like, all right, well we have a big jumbo screen and well we have a little bit around it. We were but trying to figure out like the turnbuckles. Yeah, multiple multiple screens. Yeah, the, so the turnbuckles are factored into this new. You know, new era stage, and then the we didn't turnbuckle. see the yeah. LED turnbuckles. So we're like, what's going on? And then later we saw a tweet that said that it looks like the cage would not fit <laughs> properly with those big turnbuckles. So on SmackDown, they had the digital turnbuckles back. So any anytime you don't see those, expect a cage. I would expect a new cage, so they could use them Eventually. while they do the right. So they don't have to do those turnbuckles. I wonder if they just found that out earlier in the day. I wonder how. I don't they, know. If they would have to be ready though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's for sure. It would have been something if they found it out live on the yeah. on the show. That would have just been awful. So we did see some Braun Strowman and Bo Dallas matches. We did not well, see well, any local Memphis wrestlers that we would what's know. What's up with that? Okay, so I want to give you the scoop on that, and I don't want to because um, this was a big deal going in. We wanted to see the local jobbers uh, in action, or at least somebody that we recognized. Yeah, uh, there's not necessarily a, a local jobber, but you know, local talent. You want to see somebody you know. You want to see night only. Yeah. Memphis prodigy, and what we got was, and it was Nashville. It's relatively local, but I look at them as two separate markets. We should have somebody in the know here that knows the talent in Memphis. That way, when they come here and there's opportunities. Our Memphis guys get those opportunities instead of Nashville guys. So well, yeah, shame Nashville on guy, whoever. Shame Nash- on whoever. Yes. Nashville guy needs to be on the Nashville show. Yes. And yes. maybe if they do a Jackson, Tennessee show, they can pick between Memphis and Nashville. Right. And I don't yeah, want to hear that the talent pool is not there because we have some really great, talented guys on the independent scene here in Memphis and around Memphis, and they should have booked somebody from Memphis instead of Nashville. Um, but there's a guy that has the in in Nashville, and so he kind of controls and dictates who gets those opportunities. Opportunities and well, I, I hate it. Guy? Uh, who is this guy? I, could, I don't. You even don't want to get into it. It's, right, a, it's, it's a promoter it's, in it's, Nashville's market, but he gets to. That doesn't make you would think. And it's not it, malicious. I don't want you to think. It's, I just wish that somebody right. would step up from Memphis and say, "Hey, this is where it all started." You right. know, you, we had developmental. We had Andy Kaufman. We yeah, had a whole bunch of stuff here in Memphis. Like you've got to pick somebody local to give them a shot. And I think maybe. I mean, uh, that's my rant. They and I'm were, not talking about me either. Yeah. By yeah, the way, you didn't want to do it. I mean, the the only jobber we saw was in the in that Bo Dallas match, and they look to seem like they're giving more credible opponents to him as compared to like the Braun Strowman jobbers are just small guys that just get beat just up. kills them. And and Strowman actually Goofy wrestled guys, Kalisto, yeah. right? Yeah, that was the very first cruiserweight match we got to see. That right. Match. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Braun Strowman's going to be in the cruiserweight division, but it was uh, it was Sin Cara. I know you get them confused, but that no, was Sin Cara. Okay. All right, so let's roll let's roll through the card real quick. Then we had so we had Seth Rollins versus Rusev uh, ended in a double countout. Boo! And, um, that's just a bad bad finish. I mean, good match though. It was great. But then Seth jumped off the announce table into the crowd. He did. That he did. looked cool from where where uh, from later from in the position. night he jumped off the top of the cage. Yeah, great. In this guy's for, begging for, for it. He's jumping off a lot of stuff. But the, apparently they really hyped it up 
when he jumped off the announcer bowl on TV. Okay. Like Michael Cole acting like he had jumped from like, my God, high my up God. on top of the announce <laughs> booth, and you look over there, and this is not not very tall. Oh but the my lame ending, somewhat expected they'd do something like that. It's man, when this double counts like and that, they the, came the back reps, in the end. They all came back in the end, so they t- tied up that story with the main event, right? right? And the refs start counting like very fast when it's a yeah. Like that was a quick ten count right. uh, for that. The Braun Strowman Sin Cara match. Um, at one point I joked because they both were like out of the ring or something. I was like, "Is it going to be another double count out?" I'm no. like screaming that out, like another double count out. Um, but that was that is what it was, right? That continues to be what it is, which is yeah. just Braun Strowman squashing people. Well, and, and um, Nia Jax is, is is dominating Alicia Fox. So now they've gone to some of the guys that we've never heard of that don't have contracts that are local talent to giving them some guys that are kind of on the bottom of the roster, you right. know, and Easing working them in. up. Yeah, see that how that was goes. your big cruiserweight debut, Sankara, uh getting squashed by Braun Strowman. That was bad. That was badly uh, placed. I think they should have used that on a different night or something with the cruiserweights and you know you mentioned the cruiserweights they were there um and i I think the way that i'd have to talk about the cruiserweights at this point is let's stop talking about it and let's start being about it let's see what they got stop telling me and show me the champion wasn't even on the show most of us have never seen the guy before you know so many commercials throughout the night of they're coming up they're coming up but don't show the commercials to start the show with and then mick foley cuts a promo about how great they are stop it he tried to now it's yeah now it's time. Get him in the ring. Let's roll, man. Yeah, I mean, Foley had already been out. I don't know why he had to come back out again or why he was the one. Um, but uh, let's continue down the card. Charlotte, Dana Brooke defeated Sasha Banks and Bailey. And that's really when I saw this set. Like, this new set it has so many different elements to it. And, like, yeah. Bailey comes out and you've got this goofy looking, uh, uh, just all stuff all over the place on the different screens. Cause there's something on every different screen yeah. and it's somewhat like a virtual reality looking thing. Cause when the ramp changes to be, uh, something that it's, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, but like the ramp changes to be video. Yeah. whoever's coming out it's awesome and it makes it just seem like you're in part of like this larger game it does look reality. impressive on tv but being there live i mean you can't walk away not being impressed at the size of this thing and it's just it looks great it's just awesome but so charlotte that i mean that was a good it was a good tag match uh bo dallas defeated gary graham is the guy's name okay uh sorry gary i, I wasn't familiar with his work prior to that according to uh to, with spandex. I, mean, I would like to see card. a little bit of change from Bo Dallas of some kind. I mean, we're getting the same Bo Dallas as before. They're just rehashing the stuff. I want something He's got, like, different. A sign. I don't know. What's His singlet going on. is just what is that? I don't know. That Character was, development here. I said that was the barbecue nachos break, and I went up and went to the bathroom. And I like Bo. I, I I like Bo, and I like Bo's work. I just think they need to do something a little bit different than what they have before. Here's something very exciting. Uh, the the best of seven series match was actually really fun. It was. It was. Cesaro versus uh, Sheamus. Cesaro, of course, winning. We could, you could bet your mortgage on that one. Um, we go through the card, that big match, which uh, had the New Day, Enzo and Cass, Sami Zayn defeating uh, Gallows and Anderson, and the Shining Stars and Chris Jericho. Perfect segue for reactions of the night. I mean, I think New Day was probably had the biggest pop of the night. Um, and the people, they, they can clap, they can sing, they can dance. I mean, just loves New Day. they just love New Day, Enzo and Cass. I mean, I don't know, uh, they were on doing the, uh, marketing around the area and posted pictures with Grizz right. and had a promo outside FedEx Forum. And of course, everybody was chanting the words to their, their song. And then also I'll say, 
Chris Jericho had a pretty good reaction from that Memphis crowd, and they interacted very well during the promo. And then I would have to say Roman Reigns definitely had one of the loudest reactions um, to start off Monday Night Raw. Booze or not, they were a mixture of cheers, booze. I it know you hate bu- to hear that, booze. but it was booze. Uh, I mean, there were some, there were some cheers for sure. Uh, but this, the booze are just louder because <laughs> the cheers are coming from the kids. That's cool. And but New Day, New Day, I think I definitely give them the best, the best reaction from the Memphis crowd for sure. And um, that ten man tag, which should have been like, why couldn't it have been a twelve man tag? You had Xavier Woods on the right, on, right, right. I don't know the why outside. they're keeping him. Um, he's very talented. He's a great wrestler. I don't know why they don't put him in more matches. But like, my, without, you mentioned Chris Jericho. He is without a doubt uh, the MVP to me of that. that Absolutely. That, he made that show so much fun during the commercial breaks when he gets on the microphone yep. and talks about the stupid idiots in Memphis and all of that. Right, the list of Jericho. The list Just of anything. You, he is very well thought out. And for me, and I don't know this as an insider, but... I would think that Chris Jericho has a, a lot of input in his character, what he does, what he says. His stuff is very well thought out, and the people appreciate that. And they will boo him because they know they're supposed to boo him, but they boo him because they love him. He's, a, he's very entertaining, very entertaining. He is. I mean, he's in he complete different level right now. I'm like, so jealous that I didn't get to meet him. You we left just you, before. If you hung out at, at Jerry Lawler. So then there was the, the cruiserweight number one contender match, which was a weird start. Like, why doesn't the champion just come out and get introduced? Commentary at some or point something. That night. And now, then, I understand them saving him, but also introduce us to your champion on the debut of your cruiserweight match. I have division. no idea what he looks like because I didn't watch the. <laughs> I, right. I have no idea. Um, but there were a couple of Memphis connections throughout the night, too. You were talking about the cruiserweight Spanky, a.k.a. the Brian Kendrick. He was here at Memphis Championship Wrestling. He trained under the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. He spent a lot of his career in developmental here in Memphis before finally uh, yeah. getting moved up. With, alongside Daniel Bryan. Right? And he's the number one contender, so he will uh, – is it No Mercy? Is that the next – what's the pay-per-view? Night of Champions. He will get yeah, a cruiserweight championship yeah. match. Um, also, R-Truth was on the card. He wasn't actually on Raw, but he uh, performed in the matches prior. And then no Jerry Lawler unless you went to the Kings Hall of Fame Bar and Grill that night. Right. They showed a Jerry Lawler commercial for his Blu-ray. The crowd got excited about that. Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> but uh, the Cruiserweight match had, has had its moments, but... You know, I'm waiting to see. I mean, obviously, a lot of these, these guys haven't worked together as much. The difference, like, when the cruiserweights start in WCW, when they started that, it was like Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. And right. these guys had wrestled themselves, each other, like, oodles of times already in ECW and other places. So they had, like, were able to put on some of the best matches you've ever seen because they yeah. knew each other so well in the ring by They're, the time they got put on that stage. And these guys, these guys are... Yeah, they, they, I thought it was good. It, um, it was all right. It might have came across a little slower on TV because of uh, the time they were given. They were given a lot of time, and so they worked. They worked the match. Uh, the guys are going to be very impressive. The only thing that I got to say is all that time that Foley talked, we could have put in another cruiserweight match. We could have right. had Neville versus somebody. We could have had two singles matches instead of what was is it, the one fatal of these four-way? guys. The guys he, the guy, the champion beat, or no. In the champ, do we I don't remember, but I I do see they put the Brian Kendrick in the match at the pay per view because he's a veteran. They trust him. He's been there before. Let's. I don't see them taking the title off of the champion right away. Um, right. So this would be just good victory and a notch yeah. in his belt. A good Kendrick. debut for him. And the purple it was purple. Everything. Right. In that statement, they're like everything turns purple. Well, at least this championship's different. 
You know, what do they have? Nine titles right, now, the title and a lot look, of them look very look exactly the same, except for a different color. I don't know. I didn't see it. They didn't bring the title out, but I, <laughs> I know that the, the raw set and everything turns purple. And but they don't switch announce teams. So there's the the blue brand blue team. There's the red team, and then the, there's the purple team. Purple team. And of course, we mentioned the main event, uh, which was a fun match. Had some good moments in it. Uh, inside of the steel cage. It did. Added something. But like, it's an overall show for this. Like, we had fun being there because you're live. Yeah. But like, was it a good TV show? I didn't get to watch it back on TV, so that's where we need, uh, need the, the viewers, the listeners help. Yeah. Uh, they need to tweet us at Dustin Star, at Cerrito, uh, check out, you know, subscribe to this podcast, um, and tell us what you thought. We saw most of you at the VIP pregame party. Uh, tweet us your response. Uh, I know that you went back and looked for yourself on TV, right? <laughs> I I haven't yet because I know I'm not. We were not on camera side for sure. Big shout out to Dreadhead Kev. His birthday this week. Uh, he was there, of course. Five star fan cam. Fred was there. Arnez. A lot of people from trivia. Um, yeah, Brandon Baxter showed up and was hanging out with us down there. But I, but just from a TV perspective, I see they're. I mean, they're doing an okay job. Uh, slowly turning Seth, and I think it is an issue, especially for the live crowd, because like you were booing Seth a couple weeks ago, there hasn't been a definitive Seth, you're a babyface moment, and so the crowd doesn't really know how to react to him yet. I don't think. I don't know if you've seen SmackDown, but if he jumps off the top of a cage, it right? I've not seen SmackDown. SmackDown, well, SmackDown is coming back. SmackDown Live in I January. Yeah, SmackDown will be back in January. Yeah. So, but I was looking at the SmackDown card, January seventeenth. Can I spoil this for you real the, quick? Can the go, I spoil the, the go uh, home show for the Royal Rumble. So this one was the go home show for Clash of Champions. This would be the, uh, yeah, you can sm- But anyway, January 17th, the go home show for the Royal Rumble next time WWE's in town, which means it'll be the last show before somebody makes a surprise return or debut because that will happen at the right. Royal Rumble. It will not be happening. Look at the match quality we're getting since they've split the brands. So we got to see Rusev versus Seth Rollins, two of the best on the roster, mm-hmm. and then Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. And then on SmackDown, we got the Miz versus Ziggler. Fantastic match. And then also we got John Cena versus Dean Ambrose in the main event Whoa. on free television. Do you want me to tell you who won? No, don't tell me. Who oh, man, you've got to see it. It was a great SmackDown show. But my point is, That's splitting the two, that match, yeah. they have to put the top guys in these matches. Um, AJ Styles, he was, he's going to be impressive, but um, I think I mean, Grant's... If you call Dolph Ziggler the top guy, Dolph Ziggler's been in... Wait till you see him in Miz. you got to watch his promo. He's still one of the very best, even though um, he's there. He's can't win the big one, will, <laughs> what they say. Will Miz be WWE champion again? Will he be WWE champion... When they when SmackDown comes, who do you think is going to be champion of World Wrestling Entertainment in I'm January tell you. on the 17th? Ooh. I'm still thinking AJ might still have it. AJ might still have it, but I will tell you that Miz will be champion WWE again. World Champion again. He's the long he's his he's got the never ending Miz Intercontinental Championship tour right now. Right. They're giving him all the time in the world. I would not be surprised to see Miz headlining a WrestleMania in the next three years or so. He's one of those guys that they can easily elevate to the top, just like Jericho. The guys are so good. I mean, Jericho doesn't even need a championship uh you know to really solidify his main event status. If he was wrestling Kevin Owens in three weeks at yeah. a pay per view, we would believe it. We, yeah. Jericho could win. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem right now. But that Miz, that the problem with AJ Styles being a heel right now, because like a Miz right. AJ Styles feud would be awesome, and that might still happen. It would have to be AJ as a babyface. Yeah, I think AJ, AJ would should be, baby be a babyface. Yeah. I think the only reason they had to turn him is to get him to get those victories over Cena. Uh, then he beats Ambrose, right? Mm-hmm. 
dude's on fire. Eventually, he will be a babyface, and I, that would be a good thing. Him and him versus Miz. All right, look, I'm predicting AJ still the champ come January, the week before Royal Rumble. Who's your prediction? WWE champion. Say rolling to Memphis. Oh, will it be Jack Swagger? He just joined SmackDown. Be Jack Swagger. Um, I am a Swagger fan, though. Underutilized. I, I, I guess what I'd stick with you and say AJ. We're approaching would, October coming up. You would think you would think the the roster the roster is going to be a pretty good strength come January. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. It would be the road to WrestleMania, so you don't have to Finn worry Balor. about like somebody not being there that 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 would be. But Finn's on Raw. Does it's he true. come back to SmackDown? He could. You well, Cesaro. Know. I would imagine that Cesaro will end up on SmackDown. That's the rumor, and then you would have to elevate Cesaro. I really wish that best of seven was like loser goes to NXT or something. <laughs> They probably like that. That's a great show. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> That's true. That is true. They can't. They don't want to. We had a great time. So if you else? didn't have fun, then you did it wrong. We had a great time at Lawler's Bar and Grill beforehand. Thanks for everybody that came out to that. We had fun walking over to FedEx Forum. There were wrestling fans with championship belts and all sorts of what, what stuff. Did you end up, what did you? Brady ended up getting an RKO shirt. Right? Yes, but he really wanted that uh, Roman Reigns vest, and so he he. He stuck with his guns and he wanted the uh, the Orton, but he's gonna wear order. the shirt anywhere you go. The the vest is, like, yeah, you can't really. Dude, wear he that has wrestling tights with BKO on the back of them. Okay, really? Yes, he wants kick pads and knee pads and all that stuff. But uh, he was wrestling. He actually uh, he was wrestling down there in the VIP area at Lawler's, <laughs> way in the SmackDown. Yeah, I saw him. All right, well. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this special edition of the Wrestling Segment. We'll be back on the radio next week. But if awesome. you're listening to this on CerritoLive.com, be sure to go subscribe, uh, subscribe, 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 subscribe to the podcast so you can get it downloaded each and every week as we are the only radio show in Memphis that talks about professional wrestling each and Every week, every Saturday during the main event of Cerrito Live. We usually start with the plugs. This time we're going to end with them. Dustin, you got anything to plug? Anything coming up? Trivia. Trivia. October 4th. October 4th. Memphis Rec Room. The five-star squad is going to be loaded. Be locked and loaded, ready to win the fifth championship and become the very first ever Universal Wrestling Trivia Championship. Yeah, the Universal Wrestling Trivia Championship is at the Rec Room. Uh, uh, it's a Tuesday night. It's free to play. And Absolutely. prizes for first, second, third, best staple name. Uh, people come dressed up, and if you bring signs, we'll have contests uh, for those as well. Be sure to register your team. You can go to CerritoTrivia.com or uh, actually search uh, Cerrito Trivia on Facebook as yes. well. That is the easiest way to find the link uh, to um, RSVP for your team because it will be a fun night. It got bumped back a little bit. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, no, it's all um, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll – I can't wait. I and can't have, wait to help crown the new champion at the rec room. We are booked solid all the way through, I believe, October, maybe even into November. At the November. end of October, you're going to be wearing a bra at that event at the, the Yeah, casino. October 28th at Horseshoe Com- Casino. It's, uh, um, what's the name the of the Battle event? of the Bra. Battle of the Bra. So hopefully I'll uh, be able to strut my stuff on the runway. <laughs> yeah, you'll be flexing with a bra on. It'll That's at Bluesville at Horseshoe Casino. But there's a full Third list. Calls, yeah. Yes. There's a full list of events. Uh, go to Facebook and you can look up uh, either Dustin Starr with two R's or Maria Starr. Yeah, yeah, you do a good job updating people on on where you will be. Hey, shout out to Brandon Baxter. It was fun. We saw Brandon Baxter at Raw. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fans from Jonesboro came up taking Lots pictures and talking. And they love you in Jonesboro. They came and took your picture afterwards. Yeah, so from now on, I'm just going to stand outside FedEx Forum while you guys go into the show or whatever. <laughs> that was cool. So shout out to the Five Star Squad. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will uh, talk to you later.
Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's Trivia Night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include lane prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. CerritoTrivia.com